Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, November the 14th. And welcome to our commentary. Well, I got to begin with this uh, wonderful pro-Israeli march going on in Washington, D.C. right now. I guess it's, it's going to be happening all day. They're going to be walking in front of the White House. It will be probably at the at the Liberty, I mean, at the Lincoln at the Lincoln Museum, probably not the Lincoln Museum, but the Lincoln Memorial, I guess. They're going to be there. And I think it's absolutely wonderful. And it's just an absolutely wonderful display of support for Israel, which, by the way, I believe is the majority position in the United States. I mean, I think those people represent where most Americans are, and that is that they support Israel, particularly at this time of need, at a time when the Israeli nation has come under attack and innocent people were slaughtered by Hamas. So I think most Americans are with those people marching, supporting Israel. There are a couple of questions, though, that I have. Where's President Biden? Where's Vice President Harris? Now, the congressional leaders were there. The Senate majority leader was there. The Speaker of the House was there. The minority leader of the House was there. I would assume that the minority leader of the Senate was also there, although I didn't see him, but I assume he was there. A lot of people were there, but not the president or the vice president. And I don't know what they were doing today that was so busy or so time consuming that they couldn't go to this, uh, at least make a, a physical appearance there and at least show up and support uh, this particular march. Again, this march represents where most Americans are. I have no doubt in my mind that most Americans are where this march is. That is, they support they support the state, state of Israel and where Israel finds itself right now under attack and defending uh, its survival. So where's the president? Good question. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's uh, Really, it's an oversight for him not to be there. I'm, I'm amazed that uh, the president of the United States is not there uh, today. Well, speaking of the president of the United States, but before we get to, to, to the president, let me shut this down so that it doesn't interfere with my, uh, my little speech. Uh, speaking, uh, before we get to the president of the United States, over in the Senate, they, they did not pass uh, the Israel package that the House passed. And they're shutting it down or they're sending it back to the House saying, we're not going to vote for this because it doesn't include Ukraine. And I don't get that. I don't understand that. I mean, I support both Ukraine and Israel, but I also think it should be done in two separate packages. Why do they have to combine it? Why does one have to go with the other? They're two entirely different packages. And why why shouldn't they have an up and down vote on each one? I think they should. So I guess it'll go back to the House. I hope the House will respond, but I don't know that they're going to be able to get all this done by Saturday which is when the government shutdown is supposed to happen. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you that I think it's a real oversight on the part of the Senate to reject this package for Israel because it doesn't include Ukraine. I don't get that. I don't, I don't understand that at all. Again, you can support both of them in separate bills, which is why I think it should happen. Why do they want to combine them? They're totally different totally different situations. Why combine them? I don't get that. I don't get that. So I hope 
I hope the Senate reconsiders, but I'm not very optimistic that they will, honestly. I'm not very optimistic uh, that they will, but what can I tell you? What can I tell you? That's how crazy the politics has become where you now, instead of voting for individual bills one-on-one or one-by-one, we put them all in one big package and then we pass these things and nobody can get to read them because there's so many, so many pages. There is a real problem right now with President Biden. I don't know how else to tell you, but there is a mutiny, a rebellion going on within the Democrat Party against President Biden. And I have a post about this coming out uh, Wednesday morning, but you can read it all over the headlines. You can read it all over the columns, all over the Internet. More and more people are angry and disenchanted with uh, President Biden. There was a letter that was signed unanimously or anonymously, I should say, anonymously, I should say, by a bunch of bureaucrats protesting his policies in the Middle East, uh, saying that he should call for a ceasefire. Uh, It's always fun when people do this anonymously, so we don't know who they are. I, I always think that's such a cowardly thing to do. I mean, you're blaming or attacking the president of the United States, but you don't have the courage to put your name on the letter. I I always find that to be cheap, but that's the way it goes, I guess, in Washington these days. But that's only part of it. Uh, Many political experts and pundits in the Democrat Party are very concerned that Joe Biden is going to bring the party down in 2024. And they're unhappy with him. They want him to step aside. Now, they're not asking that he should resign. But what they're asking for is that he should announce quickly that he's not running for re-election so that he can open up the door to a bunch of other other candidates. Who they would be, your guess is as good as mine. I was, uh, I was talking or listening to an interview with Doug Schoen, who's a political pundit, a really good one too. And he was saying the problem that the Democrats have is that they don't really have anybody who could step in. I mean, the natural successor would be Vice President Harris, but she's not in a very strong political position. So who's going to step in? The governor of California? That's what everybody says. But, you know, he's going to have a lot of problems explaining to the country why we should follow the example of California. That's going to be a tough sell, I think, to make uh, to the country. Now, there may be a new face, but who would that be? Uh, And does that new face have enough time for the country to get to know who that new face is? So, There is a real rebellion going on, a mutiny going on uh, against President Biden in the Democrat Party, and it's all based on results. The results are not there. The age factor, that's what everybody uses, you know, the age factor. Well, he's getting old and all of that. He looks old. All of that is true, but I don't think that's the leading reason. I think the problem is that there's a lot of concern about his leadership or lack of leadership about his inability to communicate. Pardon me for a second. I've been I've been fighting a bit of a allergy here. Let me just get a quick drink. Sorry about that. But I think there's a lot of concern about his inability to communicate. And uh, people are just not happy with him. They're not happy with him. They they think he's gonna bring the party down. So 
I don't know what's going to happen. I think a lot of people are keep asking, you know, is he going to step aside? My gut feeling is that he will. My gut feeling is that he will. If I was his family, if I was, you know, the first lady, I would tell him to step aside. I don't know how she can be happy watching what he's going through and how bad he looks at times, you know, when he looked completely lost. You know, he's giving a speech and he doesn't know where to go. He looks completely lost. The other day at the at the Veterans Day uh, celebration, he looked completely lost. He was going in one direction and, you know, just sad. It's just a sad thing to watch. And you're talking about the president of the United States. And, of course, the real issue here is, you know, is he capable of handling one of these quick crises that the presidency has to handle? You know, that famous three o'clock in the morning call. Is he capable physically of doing this? And that's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate question. And that's what I think uh, why there's so much concern with uh, the president uh, at the moment. Well, we got some October news, inflation news. It's a good record, a mixed record, I should say. It's better than it could have been, I suppose. Uh, basically, the the overall price dropped a little bit, or the inflation, it's a little stable. And much of it has to do with the price of gasoline. If you've noticed around here or everywhere that the price of gasoline has dropped, it has in the Texas area. We're paying about $270 a gallon. We were paying $320, $330 not long ago. So obviously that's going to have an impact on inflation if you see that kind of a kind of a drop. But the bad news is that whether it's rent, whether it's food, that doesn't seem to be going down. That is once again, you know, that is the the real killer for the average uh, for the average American. That's the real killer, the price of food, because it creates a lot of cash flow problems in your house. When the, the food prices are high, I have a post over at the American Thinker today talking about this. Uh, you know, when the price of food goes up, it, it just creates a lot of uncertainty, a lot of insecurity in the family budget because, you know, you don't know how much money you're going to have left over after you pay for the food. And it just creates a lot of problems. And that's where I think a lot of the concern about inflation is coming from. A lot of families who are saying, hey, I just, you know, I just cannot... Uh, we just cannot handle this at the moment. So inflation continues to be a problem for this president. And it's a problem that is not going away. And simply saying that inflation is going down is not really answering the question because inflation may be going down, as they say, gasoline is going down. But the other things, food and rent, are not going down. And that's what's really what's really killing a lot of a lot of families uh, across the across the country. Again, it was great to see the march in Washington today, the Israel pro-Israeli march in Washington. It was a good thing to see. I'm very sorry that President Biden or Vice President Harris didn't come. Bad deal. They should have been there. But it was great to see the numbers in support because I think that's where most Americans are, as I said at the beginning. I think most Americans support what's going on or at least support the Israeli nation defending itself and fighting for its uh, its survival. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Sorry for my voice. Sorry for my, I'm a, a bit under the weather, as they like to say, but thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day, everybody.